I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are we? And where do we come from? I'm you Natalie. And I come from my mother's womb. <laughs> <laughs> I know, from the courts. Born and bred. Born and bred. You're still, still there. there? Still there. So this week's a little bit different. So this week, what I said was, because I thought, as I said, the reason at the start of the podcast why we took such a long break was that we struggled to get guests. Mm. And then... As I said before, a lot of people we recorded and we couldn't put them out. Yeah. Or, you know, I had people asking, could they come and just talk to me? And I was like, I'm not a counsellor. Like, do you know what I mean? That's not what I'm here for. Um, so I was like going, do you know, I need a co-host. Extraordinaire. I need, I need someone that sometimes, when I'm let down, that we can just step in. Yeah. Like, Enya has Jordan. Mm. Vogue Jordan has... Jordan's great. Jordan's great. Right. Yeah. Vogue has, what's her name? Joanne. Joanne. Or does Joanne have Vogue? Does mm. Rebecca have Natalie? Or yeah. does Natalie have Rebecca? <laughs> who knows? We let the <laughs> listeners decide. <laughs> and this is why I was like, who would I sit down with and just have the chats and talk about everything and anything, but also is an absolute buzzer. Mm. <laughs> I would just laugh the whole time. With. Yeah. Um, so I would just text you and was like, Natalie, do you want to just do like a, Fill in with me mm-hmm. and we can talk about everything in between. Absolutely. How are you? I'm good, yeah. Mm. Can't complain. How's things? How's things like as you go on through? I know anyone who's, I've, I think a lot of new followers, they've gone back and they've listened to the podcast. Mm. And I don't think, did we, we did actually do a sit down, did we? Um, You mean after our podcast? Yeah. We did a live. We d- No. I know I done a live. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, I done a live with you talking about me ma. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was nearly two years ago. Was it? Mm. Oh my god! Two years ago in April, it would have been. So again, just to remind people, you lost your man when? Two thousand fifteen, January yeah. two thousand fifteen. Yeah, and then like, do you know what people say time? Does it get better? Does it? Get... For me, mm. no, no, it doesn't. Um, I. I actually felt, this probably sounds a bit dramatic, but I am dramatic, you know mm. me. I actually felt a little bit betrayed by people who told me that time is a healer. Did you? Yeah, because it's not. Not for me anyway. Mm. And I think from when my ma died, I missed her terrible. Every single occasion that I had, whether it was Mother's Day or birthday, whether when I got a promotion in my job, when little things happened, I felt 
I was missing my mom more at those times, right? I miss her every day, but at those times, I miss her even more. But now that I have Paisley, mm. I miss her even more. And I feel that she's missing out on all of Paisley's milestones, all our little memories that they could have made together. Because my mom was really good. I said to you before, like, mm. my mom was great with the boys, with my nephews. Mm. And I just wish my mom had that bond with Paisley. So when people tell me that time's a healer, I'm like, no, no, it's not. And anyone that I know who has lost someone, whether it's a mother, a father, and so on, so on, I have said to them, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't be saying this stuff to them. But I have said, it's, I, I can't say this in a, how do I say in a nice way? I, I, the way I feel is like, time is not a healer. Don't mind what anyone else says to you. But I just say it in a way, it's like, you don't get over it. You just somehow learn to live with. I always say that. So for me, no, the answer is no, it doesn't, doesn't help. She's missed out on so much already. And it's been eight years and um, she has missed out on a lot. And the likes of mother saying all coming up, I'm I just, I, I just miss her my nanny. Do you know that mm. kind of way? So it's hard. I, I always reference you, like when I have podcasts I with know. grief, I always yeah. reference you because they're like, she's got a fucking killer. No, but I always, I, I always reference you because you're the only one of my friends. Well, I know Julie lost her mum and dad, but you're the only one that lost so much throughout your life. Yeah. That, like, my and my friend Andrea, like, when. When Robbie died, she was like, don't be fucking chief mourner. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think you just had to mourn yeah. so much of your life. Mm. I did. Like, I had a lot of deaths. I mean, after I'd done that podcast, that yeah. live podcast with you, mm. a week later, I talked about my uncles on that podcast, how to like father figures. My my dad, my, my, my dad, my mad brother, Edward, mm. had a cardiac arrest a week later and died. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, because we have a big family. Mm. I think uh, I feel like I don't have a big family anymore because we've lost so much of them mm. so many of them that's, that's, that's gone when I go to the graveyard like I'm, I'm spending a day in the graveyard going to visit all family and stuff like that like it's it's really hard but I feel I have lost a lot and I feel like you know even my aunties now they won't celebrate Mother's Day well, they? no they won't they won't go to parties anymore they won't go out anymore because it's not the same there used to be a crowd of them going out all my mm. mask and sisters I just feel like they're all just dwindling away. They said it themselves. Like, it was just, there used to be a crowd and, like, just, just nobody there now. Like, you know? Yeah, because I said to, did I tell you that I used to have that dream about your aunties? I did tell you, tell you I used to, when I used to, it used to be mad. I used to have a dream about your aunties. And I remember going to a house and it was in the middle of where the Darndale Lake is now, that field. Right. And it was a house of its own and it was all colourful, right? right? And when I, I'd be kicked in my mask for whatever crazy reason. And they'd, when I was a teenager, and one of them would bring me and bring me to this house, and it was full of, and there was a little girl in the house, and she used to run away on me all the time, and I could never find her. Right. And, I, and like, but every time I, 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 I'd say I dreamt it about eight times, and every time Stop. it was a different Cooney auntie. Go away. Yeah. It was a different no, one of your auntie. Yeah. And the other day, I seen two of them walking up, would it have been Rita? And Cato. And Cato. Walking up, and I said, to, I just smiled to myself, and Amelia said to me, "What are you smiling at?" And I said, "There's Natalie's aunties," yeah. and uh, and she was like, "What's so important about Natalie's aunties?" And I was like, "No, but they were so important. Like yeah. everyone knew the Cooney sisters, mm. the Cooney brothers. Everyone knew your family. Yeah, 
And we all knew, oh, that's one of Natalie's, uh, Natalie's aunties. Oh, that's mm. one of Natalie's uncles. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You wouldn't know their names, but you'd say, I've seen one of your aunties. It's a blonde one. You know, there's five of them that are blonde. You know the small one? They're all small. <laughs> Which one? And I'd yeah. have to go through the names. No, I think it's that one. Is it that one? No, it's the other one. I'm like, oh yeah, it's one of them anyway. Or any of them twins now, Kato and Tin. No, they just, all, they're all just stepping stones. It's yeah. all like a year between them all, yeah. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it's that much. And does, do you have? Do they have that bond with Paisley that you have with them? Mm. No, I have to say, Rebecca, right? That was one of the things, like that I that I was really sad about all during my pregnancy. I like I sailed through it. Like now, I had diabetes and I had mm-hmm. other stuff like that. But I'd cry a lot over my ma, and I'd cry a lot that she wouldn't get to meet Paisley, and I'd cry a lot that you know she wouldn't have that bond with him as mm. I, I I always thought about the bond that they should have had but my god like they've really really helped me out when it comes to to Paisley um like my aunties have her now at the moment um in my nanny's house they're very good with her and like they always say anything they do for her to say oh no your ma done it for all ears and all like mm. and you know you know and they they love her and my they love she loves my aunties as well um she loves Janice and Nicole like they're really really good to her and I, I feel very lucky that she. I do have so many aunties mm. because I know if one of them can't mind her, the other one will. Mm. There's always someone there. I never have to worry about babysitters or something like that. Not that I need many babysitters. I don't really go out much. Mm. I, it's once in a blue moon I go out. Mm. Um, and anywhere I go, I bring her with me. You know, that kind of way. So if I do, like when I have to go into the office or something like that, like I'll drop her into my nanny's like a half, six, seven in the morning. They'll get her ready for school. And they, she'll she'll have her dinner and all there, like and yeah, like she she really she has really close bond with them now. I have to say, I wish she had it with me, ma as well. Mm. You know, but look, I'm lucky that I have so many aunties and I have my sisters there. Like they're really good now. I have to say, what kind of mummy are you? Um, I I think I'm an overprotective mummy. You know, I think I see. I I just I always had this fear. I was never going to be a man, mm. right? Always had this fear. I don't know why. I just never had. A, I just never thought I was going to have kids. I mean, you know, when we were growing up, I was always going. To, I was always saying, "I'm going to have loads of kids. I'm going to have ten kids. I'll have your kids for you. I'm going to have loads of kids." I always mad about mine and kids and mm. stuff like that. But then, as the years went on, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not. I'm not going to have kids." So, I was thirty when I had her. And people say, I always say this, right? Some people say they waited nine years or nine months for their baby to be born. Mm. They waited 28 years for Paisley. Mm. And she is the best thing by far that's ever happened. And I know everyone says that about their kids. I know mm. they do, right? But I just, I think, and plus I had a really bad hemorrhage when I was pregnant as well and I thought I lost her. Mm. So I always had this fear of losing her. Mm. Even now, like I'm like, oh God, when she's unwell, I'm like, God, please don't let me wrong with her. Oh God, like I panic. Um, I'd like to say I'm overprotective. I can fucking imagine you. Oh, Rebecca, I, I can imagine you. I love the one because she's non-verbal as well. Right, okay. So because like she's, she, she's very good at understanding, mm. but she's not very good at sometimes communicating. Mm. I'm with her every single day. And yeah. there's still sometimes where I'm, I'm like, what, what do you want, Babs? Like, what is it? Show me what you want. And she's, she's getting frustrated. And I'm like, I'm home, Mm. I should know what she wants like like and that's what worries me like and that's why I didn't even want to send her to play school and if she is in preschool and she's coming on with awards and all but I'm still like what if someone doesn't understand her what if she goes to the school and they don't understand her oh god and I, I don't I don't like 
like no one else minds are outside the family mm. like I wouldn't have anyone just take her or, you know I wouldn't let anyone just bring her out on the road or nothing like that I'd be real overprotective mm. but I'm starting to kind of let her grow I, I just have this fear that me being overprotective is going to I don't want to say like stop her from being herself but I just don't want to be that mad that's going to wrap her up in bubble, bubble wrap mm. but I'd like to think that um I didn't know she was non-verbal yeah yeah I didn't know that she's starting to say little things like do you know what's weird right give you a laugh i picked her up from school the day of her birthday she's a little party in school and uh she came out covered in paint and her teacher's like now tell mommy tell mommy and i was like what like what's wrong she's like what color did you paint with today and she goes purple <gasps> i was like oh my god i was like she said, like, she said purple and she was like yeah and i was like oh my god i was like oh my god i was like thanks i was like thanks very much we're like no and she's saying all our colors and i was like she was my purple i was like oh my god I brought around to me nanny so i was like paisy what color is that purple <laughs> i was like oh my god so she started to say little colors mm-hmm. but purple's her favorite color purple was my ma's favorite color oh was it we all wore purple ribbons when my ma died we painted my ma's bedroom purple before she died I swear to god so she's school is really helping her yeah but like I had her speech and language therapy as well and they said that they're going to try work on trying to um, help her to communicate more understanding she's, she's incredible mm. at understanding I could say to her Paisy go get me your baby wipes and put on your coat and hack because we're going day days mm. she'll do that but she wouldn't be able to tell me what she wants as mm. such so but like look she's coming on she's, she's how do you deal that. with that how do you deal with that yourself oh do you know what sometimes I feel like I sometimes I feel like a shit mother. I'm not mm. gonna lie, right? Sometimes I'm like when she's she's saying no, ma, and she's trying to like you know she pointing at things. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, do you want this? Do you want do you want chalk chalk? Do you want a biscuit? Do you want do you want this? And she's like, no, ma, and she's like, oh, ma, Aww. and I'm like, oh my god. And then like she could point like she could point at something and say, oh, you want your dog? She'd be like, yeah, ma. Uh-huh. Does she say yeah, ma? She'd be like, yeah, ma. And he should be. <laughs> and I'd be like oh Paisley look at that and she'd be yeah ma <laughs> and she makes all these facial expressions yeah. but after like it could be two or three minutes and I'm like oh you're a doll oh I'm sorry she's like yeah and I'm kind of going I should have known that I should have no, known that doll but it's it's just it's just it can be a little bit frustrating for her mm. and it kind of I don't know don't sit there crying like you know mm. I sit there going I should have known that like mm. I can't I should have known a doll like she was pointing at it like but um Sometimes I do feel mm. like a shit man. Not gonna lie, um, she's the fucking time. image of you. I'm sitting here looking at you. I know she's the image of you. Everyone says that, Rebecca. Yeah, my auntie just say to me, she's every bar, of you. every bar. And again, that's stuff that like I would have liked my ma to be able to tell me, mm. like when you were young, you used to do this, this, and this. Mm. My auntie just say, see her, she goes into trances like you. He'd be see her. when you were younger, you'd sit there watching the telly. You'd say, Natalie, no, you'd stare at the telly. He just, me and just be like you stare just keep staring nothing will break that stare and Paisley's the exact same like Paisley be looking at the telly you could do a dance in front of her somersaults everything no no she wouldn't look and then she'd be like hi ma and I'm like I'm ta- dancing here 10 minutes in front you're trying to get your attention but I uh, she reminds me an awful lot of my sister Janice oh does she in look wise yeah yeah she does like if I if you see the photograph of Janice when she was younger that very like I'm trying to imagine that school uniform photo the two years that's so funny. My auntie said that as well. Mm. Same mouth, same chin. 
like everyone's saying now like lately that she's gone damaging me uh, I do see a lot of my manner as well mm. but then everyone's saying I'm gone damaging me mad as well so yeah mad. but everyone's saying like my my family do have strong genes I have second cousins that we look alike yeah it's weird like it's it's mad like my cousin Damo he is very like my cousins uh the Bradleys so the Bradleys will be my granddad's sister's no way kids yeah it's very like them it's it's weird everyone kind of resembles somebody in the family yeah it's weird and i was just like that motherhood right now like like again i said a while ago that i feel like a shit mother because i let aria down in terms of her like education and you know i had one of the girls and she said on she said, like, I put it up about the the Roblox, you know, and the all the porn, Peppa Pig and YouTube. Yeah. And I had one of the girls say, you know, this is the parents' fault because they'll be go- take it off them and watch them for a couple of days and then they'll just forget about it. It's down. And I was like, I get that. But at the same time, parents are so busy. Yeah. And parents don't have the support that Irma's had. Mm. And then, so sometimes it is, if you want to get your house clean, if you're, like, your house is upside down after the mm. kids been there, you're to be walking all day. Sometimes it is easier just to put that iPad in front of them for yeah. an hour so you can get the house done, so you can get the dinner on, so you can do yeah. all that. Like, I think parents these days have it so fucking hard mm. compared to parents oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even at that as well, like, I remember... If my man had to get the house cleaned up, we'd be thrown outside for a while. <laughs> you go outside to that garden, mm. I have to get this place done. Mm. I wouldn't let my child play out in the garden on her own. Not with what's going on mm. today as well. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't. And plus, I think, like what you were saying about the iPads and all, mm. I try not let Paisley on her iPad too much. But I do when I'm trying to get stuff done. Mm. And it's so easy to just distract them with something for an hour. But then sometimes that hour turns into two hours. Like if you're, cause like I'm on my own, like I'm, I'm a single mother. So like I have to do everything on my own while still looking after my child. And then to sometimes I'd say, do you know what? I'm leaving that there. Mm-hmm. I'm going, going to do, I have a little, um, what are they called? Flashcards with Paisley where she learns awards. So I do, I just sit down and I'd be like, do you know what? I'll leave in the washing, leave in the ironing. I'll deal with that tomorrow. And I'll sit down here with her for a half an hour, an hour. Now she wouldn't sit with me for half mm-hmm. an hour. She doesn't want to do the flashcards for an hour. She might want to go on my phone. So I let her on my phone mm. while I try and get things done because it is hard. It is very, very hard to get things done. Do you know what's really hard, right? And again, I'll probably be slaughtered for saying this. And But like, it's a judgment for me. Like, I feel that I have a lot of judgment from, from outside. Right. <laughs> I won't specifically name, but I have a lot of judgment. You know, I have people I would come in and look at my house and be like, I had to be in sitting there working all day and I'm like yeah I was like Paul doesn't on his lunch break come in and clean the canteen yeah and do the toilets and put a wash on Mm. and do all that Paul sits and has his hour break Mm. not that he does take breaks but like you know what I mean Paul does have his hours break Paul can go up to the shops for an hour Paul can go around and smoke his brains out for an hour Mm. but because I'm working from home on my lunch break yeah I'm supposed to clean up same here I'm supposed to have a dinner on. Mm. I'm supposed to do all that. You know, I'm a little bit sore today in the sense of I'm a bit fucking emotional today. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I'm like going like, 
like why do I have to why like why is it and I think a lot of women like it's and I know your situation is different because you're single but like and it's so hard for single mothers yeah but in relationships it's still always the woman who has to do everything yeah I know I get you and then like I I don't about you but when I'm working from home like you'd often get oh don't be working from home you get so much done you know you get all your washing done I'm like no like I'm working from home I'm I'm working (laughs) Like, I, it's like I'm working in the office. Like, I'm sitting there. When I have my lunch break at half 12, I go collect Paisley. We'll spend mm. lunch together, bring her home. Sometimes if I have meetings in the afternoon, she'll, she'll say me nannies for the afternoon. But other than that, I'm working. I'm not standing there ironing and cooking and cleaning. I'm working from mm. home. So just, like, I, just because I'm at home all day, every day, doesn't mean that my house is spotless, that I have everything in ship shape order. I have to walk. Mm. And then when my job is done... That's when, like everyone else, when they come home from work, they cook, they clean, they get their kids ready, they get them battered and so on and so on. I don't think, I don't think people, some people understand when you're working from home, you're working. Mm. You know, you're not just sitting there with your feet up watching Jeremy Kyle or whatever. Like, yeah. um, you still have to work and then do everything else then. Like mm. everyone else when they come home. It's tiring though, isn't it? It is. Very very I'm knackered. Hard. I am yeah. absolutely knackered. Well, the last few days you're to have and I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm knackered. And you know, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, even, like, Paul would get up and go to work. And I'm not here to bash Paul because he yeah. he's, very, he's very good. But Paul would get up and go to work. But I have to get the kids dressed. Now, he started, I had to say to him. So I'd get the kids dressed. I'd get their lunch ready. I'd get everything and I'd go out the door. Then I have to do my job. Mm. then I like you know if someone wasn't around I'd have to jump in and collect the kids I'd have someone saying can you bring me to the shops can you get me this and I'm like mm. you can't be asking me these things yeah. do you know what I mean because I'm off but yeah like so I had to sit down with Paul and say to him I actually can't do this anymore because mm. as well that the girls were killing each other yeah so I was up to 90 by quarter past nine and then you're like oh and I know like oh just like I talked to Julie like my friend Julie um, I talked to Julie, I talked to her, and so many women are in that situation. Yeah. Oh, I know. But it is, as a mother, it's so, it is so tiring. Mm. Like, last night, I got to shock of my life. Like, I went out, I was all dressed up, and I felt good, and I, I was tired. And then I sat down at that table, and the starters came out, and I had starters, and I just went, ooh. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? And it was my period. Yeah. And literally, my dress, I showed you my dress when you yeah. came in. My dress was ruined. And it was like taking me back to the tech in Kulak where someone's like, oh my God, you had to get your period. Yeah. And you had to get your jumper and wrap, wrap it around waist. your waist. Yeah. And like, we used to be praying to be sent home. We, there was a bridge in the tech. Anyone who went to the tech, there was a bridge um, that was like from the, the uh, classrooms. You'd mm. go over the bridge and it was into the canteen and the, and the PE area. Mm. Um, so you'd sit there and be praying that you'd be sent home, like you'd sent home. But I was like that. So I said to one of the girls, oh my God. And like, again, these are business colleagues. So these are not yeah. personal friends, am we? And I was like, Mandy, <laughs> like Mandy is, um, she's a travel counsellor. Um, and I was, I said, Mandy. And she was like, what's wrong? And then Karina came over and Karina was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I can't get up. I was like, I can't get up. I was like, I think I'm like covered. Like, and like, we shouldn't even, like, we should be able just to have these conversations yeah. as women. But it's like, oh my God. Yeah, you know, like, God, yeah, Paul said to me, I can't believe you put that fucking photo up last night at that tampon. He was like, what the fuck? And I was like, but that's real life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I ended up the fella beside me. I was like, I'm going for a smoke. Can I have your blazer? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I ended up putting the blazer around me. And Karina held back in my dress for me and st- walked straight behind me. 
and walked me to the lift and she was like and like everyone was like oh my god I've a dress do you want a dress do you want a dress and I was like no I don't want a dress I want to get into the bath or get into the shower and get into the bed because I think it's pure exhaustion but also I think it's age and when I put that photo up today the amount of people who messaged me saying I'm the exact same I'm the exact same and unfortunately it is age oh really yeah it's just the age that you get that, you know, Maybe. that these things start to happen to you. Yeah, I thought it was just since I had Paisley, like you? my body changed. Yeah. But um, maybe it's the age as well. I'm coming up to me mid-40s. You're oh. younger than me, aren't you? Yeah. Are you though? Yeah, because it's two <laughs> days. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, look at me. <laughs> but no, airbirds are two days apart, but you're a year, a year older. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, like I just was like that. So I'm just knackered with the whole thing, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And then having to parent on top of that is just so hard. And like I seen again when I put, I did the Jeremy Dixon podcast about the online stuff. And I'm not yeah. going to hash that all out again. But like I had some women like master, like women that were like, you, I, I still went into their profiles and they were in their 60s. And they were like, oh, geez, a shame on her having that child and a thing. There was no iPads in my days. Look at my kids, their grand. And I was like, yeah, because the world was so much safer. Yeah, yeah. so different. Then. People like, are leaving keys in their door, hall doors open. They're letting you mind their babies. Uh, me, at 12, if, so if a 12 year old knocked on my door asking, can you mind me baby? I'd be like, uh, go back and play hopscotch or whatever you're doing. But that's what everybody used to do. Mm. Sure, I said it before to you. Remember we were like 11 and 12 knocking at people's doors. We didn't even know, can I mind your baby? Didn't even know the child's name. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like no one does mm. that anymore. No mm. one is a, fr- like I, I babysitted for um, my uncle's friend and his wife. Never met him before in my life. And yeah, I was minding three kids. I'd never dream of doing that like that for, for Paisley. Yeah. It's such a different world. And I don't know, how did it get like that? Mm. How did it go from letting strangers mind your kids, leaving your hall door open to the extreme where you don't you don't let your kids out to play even? Mm. You know, and that's not just me. There's a lot of people on the road that won't let their kids mm. out to play. But it's not even that. You don't even, the kids don't even want to go out to the back garden. No. They can't, it's too cold. And then you're like, it's like, Hang on a second. If I let her out, she called. She got a jacket on. She got a scarf yeah. on. She got a hat on. She got gloves on. Cause she's gonna be in bits, and then she's not gonna be let out. It's mm. just yeah. I remember years ago with my mark round and me. I thought it's the end of the world. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to listen to everybody talk about how much of a great day he had, and he done this and he done that, and I'm grounded for a week. But it's the opposite now. If my sister told her, well, not Callum, he's twenty mm. twenty one, but Evan, mm. he's uh, he's nearly fourteen. But if she told him get out and play, he'd be like, what? Like, he wouldn't want to go out and play because he's on his game. He's still talking to his friends on the game. He's still on social media, seeing what's going on. No one's out. And, like, I mean, I could be grounded, but you might not leave his door either, mm. outside your door. But I'd be like, I'm going to miss out on something. You had the um, biggest FOMO growing up. You, I did. You, like, hated missing out. Oh, my God. I thought it was the end of the world. That's why That's why I never smoked, because I was afraid my mat would catch me, I'd be grounded. I didn't do that. Well... I drank when my ma didn't know, but I was like, I'm not doing things because if this gets back to my ma, I'll be grounded and I'm going to miss out on so much, like all the crack we used to have. So I was like, no, I'm going to be so good. I don't want to miss out on anything. No. Mm-hmm. And like, even like, you know, I was at, was it Melissa Bonnie? God bless her, at her mm-hmm. funeral. And I, t- I seen Stacey, uh, not Stacey Bell, Amory. And I think I called her Stacey, like why? I don't know why, but I think yeah. I did. And like, it just makes me smile when I see people from your childhood. Yeah. Because I'm like, like, look at us now oh, to I look know. what the absolute nutballs. I know. We were. I'm mad. Oh my God, the stuff we used to get up to. Like, if Paisley got up to half the stuff that we got up to when we were younger. 
Oh, I don't think I let her inside the door. <laughs> I'm not saying we don't act bad. No, I know. We never got we never got in trouble with police. I'm acting mm. like that, but we are just mad, <laughs> mad. And I'm taking it back to your your ma and all. Like, yeah, just talk about funerals and stuff mm. like that. Like, and I know you do a great funeral. Thanks. You do, and the whole thing, like when yeah. what Bernadine's auntie died. Yeah, and you gave the whole thing, and you did the room, like. I'm like, that's bizarro to me yeah. that you would... So what did you do? Well, it was actually me Auntie Rita mm. that actually came up with the idea when my nanny died. And my nanny had died in our bedroom and my auntie was like, do you know what I'd love? She said, I'd love like, oh, why sheets on the room, she says. Uh, and we were like, why sheets? Like, what do you mean? So she, she described it and we were like, all right, grand. <laughs> so I was like, right, went down, spent a couple of hundred euro on the sheets. We pinned them all up, like all the boys, my cousins and all, pinned them all up. And then she kind of hung all, um, like, ribbons and all on it. And do you know what? I swear to God, Rebecca, I'm not telling you word of a lie. This probably sounds, again, dramatic, but that's me. When we walked into the room, it's like you're just walking to heaven. <laughs> I swear. It was just like, we were just fucking going, oh, my God. It was just, do you know what it was, right? It was just real innocent, like, just real pure. It was just lovely. And then we poor nanny then was just in the middle then and it was just like everybody was walking in going like looking going oh my god did you have fairy lights and all no it was just it was just all like sheets like but it was like a, I think my cousin's put, done like a plea in the sheet I, I have my ma photographs ma, I actually sent it to Bernadine I can show you photographs of my ma's room and all and we had all the ribbons on and all like and I remember in my ma's room we had I think we had like white satin sheets for my nanny yeah and then um we I think we got chiffon from my ma. That was all we could get at the time. Mm. But my cousin, like, where my ma was laid out, she died in our bedroom, like, and we had her laid out in the bedroom. So, in like, a coffin, like? She was in our coffin. Right, okay. Yeah, in the bedroom. So say they had the windows, my ma's windows yeah. there, right? My cousin was at to put, like, a drape over there, like, you know, at the room, and my ma was in the middle, and then he put our chest to drawers back, because he kind of wanted the room to look like my ma's bedroom, but not me ma's bedroom so we had our, our lockers beside our bed and we had like our little altar me ma had got real religious like towards the end and we had our altar with the sheet over it and all like and it was just real like everybody was like oh my god like you know it was lovely and me ma did but then what was hard then the next morning when we walked into the room mm. and like I said that I said there that night in me ma's room I said me ma every night when she was laid out still sleeping in our room me and Paisley but um I remember just walking into the room then and it was just real empty where our coffin was, it was just real empty. It was just, but it just looked real pure. It just looked like heaven. It was lovely. We done the same from my uncle Edward as well. Like, and then yeah. you, you like you gave it land to somebody else for them to do it, and they yeah. loved it as well. Yeah, I done it. It was actually my friend Tracy, um, her brother in law Stephen died in an accident yeah. there a couple of years ago, and I done the room for him, um, and then I done it for my next door neighbour Anne Whelan when Anne sadly passed away. I done the room for her, and then I done it for um. For Eileen. Like, would you like to be a funeral director? Do you know what I'd love to do, right? I'd love to help. I, I don't think I'd like to be a funeral director as such. Mm. But I'd like to, to do something like that to help people. Because I know how hard it is. Mm. Now, the good... I'm not saying the good thing about my ma when she died. Mm. One of the, the lessons, I'll say, right, mm. that we had was that... We were always open with my ma before she was sick. What she wanted... When she died. Then my mat would say, she was gassed, like when I think of her, even when a few drinks, and she'd say, you know that song of Tomorrow Never Comes? I would love that song. I would love that. Yeah. 
singing with us. And I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not singing it. And Janice would be like, ma, I will. And the two of them be sitting there singing Garrett Brooks if tomorrow never comes, right? So we knew she wanted that song at her funeral. She'd always say, if that never happens to me, oh, please make sure I'm dead. Oh, because I tell you, if I woke up in a coffin, I'd die. So she'd say, well, make sure that I'm laid out for a few days. And we'd be like, yeah, of course. And then she'd say, oh, now if that was to happen to me, I'll make sure I'm on a corner grave. I'm claustrophobic. And I'd be like, what? What do you mean? And my ma used to always say, you know, if I was buried in the middle, do you ever see the way it was burials? And they always throw the muck from one grave onto another grave. Oh, I die now if they put all that muck on my grave. And we're like, ma, you're dead. She's like, yeah, I know, but it'll play on my mind. So when my ma died, we had... We had very difficult decisions, but mm. we knew what my man wanted. So if tomorrow never comes, we, we, we got that song played, but we changed it. So mm. it was like, you know what it says? If tomorrow never comes, she must face this world without me. Mm. We got to change it. Um, if tomorrow never comes, we must face this world without her. Mm. So we kind of put a personalised little touch on it. But we knew what coffin she wanted because she wants the same as me nanny. Um, we knew she wanted to be laid out for a couple of days. So she died on a Tuesday morning. Um, she came back from Jennings Tuesday afternoon she was there Tuesday night we had her all day Wednesday all day Thursday all day Friday and then she was buried on Saturday because we knew that's what she would have wanted mm. uh, she was in the house we didn't let her stay overnight was it anyway. harder having her day that long uh, in a way at the time no because mm. I was I literally set like I sit where I'm sitting here I sat by my mask coffin and didn't move Mm. I didn't move we just literally set with her and we had family coming in and out but the hardest part was there was a lot of hard parts watching her die it was very hard I always mm. say that very very hard when I seen the men coming to take her that morning when she died I ran into my sitting room I put my fingers in my ears and I was like la 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 singing because I could hear the you know this just the noise of the stretcher mm. and I was like oh my god very hard I find a hard looking at her in the coffin right I found a hard when we were bringing her into the church, um, we were sitting there and when it was, we knew it was near the end because you ever see the men just coming down the aisle mm. to come to take her? I was having palpitations. I had a panic attack the morning my mum was getting brought out of the house and all. I never knew what a panic attack was. Um, watching her getting put into the ground was horrific. But nothing. And but, well, look, I don't know whether people are different, right? Mm. But nothing prepared me for the next morning when I woke up at hour. Mm. And I was like, what do we do now? What do we do? And poor Christine Bride, she lost her ma recently. Mm. And I know she's probably getting bombarded with texts, but I actually texted Christina the morning after her ma's funeral. And I said, look, I said, no, the last couple of days were hard for you. Mm. But I says, I know nothing is probably going to prepare you for this morning, waking up and realising this is your new norm. This is your normality. This is your new life. And it's all without your ma. Mm. And we were texting, going back and forward for a while. Um, she was saying little things like, it's so weird because even a couple of days before that, I was at to be in Stacey Bell's baby shower. Mm. And I was talking to Teresa Wilson. Mm. And Teresa brought up something to me about my mass perfume, Lamont. Yeah. And I said, I said, how did you remember that? Yeah. I said, oh my God, oh, I forgot about that. I was like, oh my God, how did you remember? She goes, every time I see Lamont, it reminds me yeah. of my So I was getting like real, oh my God, I can't believe she remembered that after, like my mass eight years gone. But I was saying to Christine, you will forget things. And I remember Damo, Damo, my cousin Damo's daughter, Aaliyah, brought up something. My ma used to call me Satnav. 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 <laughs> Have you got that Satnav on? I'd be like, what's a Satnav? She was like, the thing shows you where you're going. Mm-hmm. I said, it's a Satnav. 
I forgot my mass said that, but Aaliyah brought that up one time, not long after my ma died. And I went home and sobbed. I was like, I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't forget things like this. I should, I should be remembering every single detail about my ma. Truth is, you're not. Mm. There is going to things that slip your mind. But you know, I felt amazing when Teresa was able to remind me of that. Because mm-hmm. I was saying, and I said this to Christine, it will upset you when you forget things, but it'll make you feel amazing when somebody else reminds you of what your mother did or your what your mother wore or things she said because I remember saying remember your mom was terrified of dogs mm. went to the house to see her yeah. like we said maybe yeah. your mom was terrified yeah. of dogs she was like yeah but I just I just couldn't believe after all them years she was able to remember my mom's perfume which one was the Lamont bottle it was a little pink bottle yeah and black and it was a little stick and my mom be yeah. <laughs> yeah like that now she, she moved on towards the end she was yeah. wearing her Chanel number yeah. five and all that yeah. like you know but it was just little things like that I was like, that's, it made me feel real good. Like, I was like, oh, my mask's not forgotten. You know, that kind of way. Would you ever go down to Jennings and be like, right, I have a business proposal for you. I, this is what I yeah. can do. Show them their photos. Mm. <laughs> around. Imagine. And set up that business. Yeah. That you decorate. It's not something that I thought of. Like, I, be honest with you, like, just, you're probably going to laugh. I'm a little bit afraid of dead bodies. Are you? Yeah. Stop it. Like, I would, yeah, I would be a little bit afraid of dead bodies. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, my family and all, like, my ma was kissing the face off or holding her hand, you know, doing all this. But I would be afraid to touch somebody else. Right. You know, that kind of way. I'd be afraid to, like, if I was going to see somebody, I'd kind of have to be like, right. Oh, would you? Yeah, yeah, I think I would, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to walk in a funeral home or anything like that. I have to be honest. Do you know Jordan, like, he did makeup on dead people. I heard that, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like, I, and he was like, I was saying, hey, bridey and all, and doing her eyebrows and all. Yeah. I would be absolutely traumatised if I had to yeah. deal with something like that. No, I don't think I'd like to be left on my own. <laughs> no, I'd have to have someone with me, like, you know, um, I, I'm just, I'm a wimp with things yeah. like that. But um, to do something like in a funeral home, I would love to to help. Mm. But it depends on what I'd be, yeah. you know, that kind of way. Like, And stuff plays on my mind, is what I reckon. Does it? Yeah, stuff like, you know, little things like if it was a child. I know. You know, it would play on my mind. And I remember years and years ago, I always wanted to walk in a hospice. Mm. Always wanted to walk in a hospice. Always wanted to help out. When my nanny was sick, my nanny says to me, she was like, please don't do it. Don't. Oh, she was really? like, you're too young. Yeah, she's like, I know how it affects you and all. Because I was very close to my nanny as well. Mm. Like, you know, and she'd say, I bet you. Just don't, she's you're too young, please. She says, because you see a lot of different things, like when people are sick and in a hospice and all. So I was like, right, well, maybe I'll I'll hold off for a while. Mm. But um, it is something that I'd like to do. I would like to help someone, mm. like, going through grief. Because I, like, I'd be thinking, they're not in their right mind. Mm. Like, I always picture, this is what I, and I said this to Christina mm. as well. I think I might have said this to Christina Bright, that when, all, when, when you lose someone, you're in a bubble and you don't realise what's going on, you know, and then all of a sudden then a bubble bursts and you're kind of going, oh, now I don't have any regrets, don't get me wrong, mm. me mad, like around like that, but one of, maybe, I don't want to say it's a regret, but maybe it's a decision that I, I could have probably, if, if I wasn't in that bubble, mm. I probably would have thought about this at the time. But where my nanny and granddad is buried, there's a plot in front of them that there's nobody there. Right. And when my, my mum was getting buried, we want, all I was concerned about was getting her a corner grave. I was like, please, she just wants a corner grave. I, I She wanted a double grave. Mm. And they weren't giving out double graves. 
So how the fuck do you know all that? My ma, you say this. My ma, I was watching telly one day. My ma turned around. Oh, do you know what I meant to say to you? Like, that's so funny. Like every time I think of it, she said, no, I was meant to say to you. She that never happens to me. Make sure you get a job up a lot. And I says, a job up a lot. I says for what? She want to look after all them down there. Talk about me, all our sisters. And I said, what about me and Janice? I ah, you wouldn't need a use. You sir, you was a long life ahead of you. Like no. That stuck in my mind. Mm. And I begged Jennings. I said, is there any way I can get a double plot? And they said, no, they don't do that anymore. And I says, well, can I have her on the corner? And they're like, I don't know. I know a fella from the graveyard, from being in my nanny and granddad's graveyard. <laughs> His name is Richie. <laughs> so me and my uncle Edward went down to him. I said, Richie, can you do me a favour? He was like, yeah, right. I was like, I'm about to lose me, ma. My ma's have to dine and all, but it's Richie. She wants a corner grave. I was like, I can't get a double grave. And... He was like, uh, uh, and I was like, please, please, can I get a corner grave? And he says, me, look, I'll see what I can do. But because my ma died in January, he said, he said a couple of things can happen. So like in January, he was like, it could be, it could be bad weather. So the corner grave tends to collapse. Right. So he said, I don't really want to say this, but he says, if the, if it collapses, he says, we'll, we'll bury your mother. But he says, we'll have to take her back out. I was like, oh, don't take her back out. <laughs> I won't, I, Rebecca, if, if, if I was to see her going down there, as hard as it was, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to know that she said to been taken back up. I wouldn't believe she was there. That's the way my mind works. I wouldn't believe until I see it. But then he said, what sometimes happens if it collapses, he said, now it's not just in Fingal, it's everywhere. Yeah. But he said, sometimes what can happen as well is if it collapses, we might just have to leave her on the edge. I said, I'm not going away and leaving her on the edge. No. No, no, no. But he said, look, we'll, we'll see what happens. And thankfully, it all worked out. She got her corner grave. Everything was grand. But, um, what you call it? I'm, uh, mm. I don't know how to express. I'm not, I just, like, how you managed to get this stuff done? Is he just because I was in a bubble? Yeah. I was in that bubble. But then that bubble burst a couple of weeks later. Yeah. And I was like, I, I tell you what happened, right? My nanny was after time. Mm. And, I was, again, in that bubble. Didn't know where, where it was coming or going. And I remember sitting at my nanny's kitchen table one day. And I think I gave my aunties an awful fright. Because I just turned around and went, oh my God. And you're like, what? I was like, we let me man go in the ground? We let me man go in the ground? We didn't stop your man putting your, me, me man into the ground? Because I'd call me nanny ma as well. Yeah. And you're like, what? I was like, why didn't none of you stop? He didn't stop. He, he's, let her put her, he's let him put her into the ground. Oh my God. And I was like, that's when the bubble burst. Yeah. So, same thing happened my ma. I remember, I was like, there's no way I could let any man put my ma into the ground. No way. But I stood there and watched it. And a couple of weeks later, when that bubble burst, yeah. I was like, we've done it again. We let them put my ma into that ground. And I stood there and done nothing about it. I was like, but I what know. could you do about it? Exactly. What could I have done? There's nothing I could have done. But in my head, there was something that was that front grave done. that you would have liked to put her into that front grave? That's what I was thinking as well. I was like, if I had been thinking, mm. maybe I should have asked, could I bury her facing me nanny and granda? Right. But that grave is bought. Now, Richie did say, like, look, in years to come, that might never be used. He says, mm. I don't know whether he'll ever be able to buy it. Mm. But in my head, I was like, I could have, I could have stopped them, that man put my man into that ground. I couldn't have. I couldn't have done it. But it, that's the thing. It's, it's like you're in a, like you've an adrenaline going, like you, you just, you don't know whether you're coming or going. When that bubble bursts, Rebecca, it's just horrific. It's horrible. The only, the only thing I want, right, and this is something that will be noted now, right, mm. and be noted everywhere. Yeah. Um, eulogy, like eulogies are so important. Mm. 
Like I need a boom box. I need no, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I need like a total I was had this chat with Paul and Paul was like, Would you ever fuck off? He was like, I'm in the moment of grief yeah. and you're worried. I, I wanna hear I want everyone to hear how fucking amazing I was. Yeah. I want someone like you know did it and like rum, 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 rum. and I know people are upset yeah. and I know people are going through it, but if you don't think you're going to get through my eulogy, don't fucking don't do, do it. it. Mm. Like because I want that church crying. Yeah, I want everyone in tears yeah. that to say, "Oh my God, she was so amazing." Yeah, I want that too. Yeah. But like, like I hear it, like you know, like I won't say what ones I've heard over the while, and yeah. it was like, and I was like, I can't hear what you said. Yeah, and then I'm checking my phone. Yeah. And I'm checking my nails and I'm looking around the church because mm. I can't hear a word that's being said. I know. I, I was know. like, I want a PA system brought into Prizewood Church because <sighs> that mic is very bad. Oh, stop. Yeah, and I want people to hear how amazing my You're life is. Darn, Dale, you want to yeah, hear. yeah. It's I want right. to, No, but I want the whole church to be, like, um, I was saying this to the girls when we were in Venice and my friend Sharon, she was like, you know, she kept laughing about it, it stupid, but you know that, do you ever see those 360 cameras? Oh, yeah. That go around and around. That she's like, imagine we'll get Sab, it was an event plan. She's like, we'll get Sab to bring in the PA system and then we'll get him to bring in the 360 camera. Oh my God, I hope you die before me. I'm going to see this. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. and she's like, we'll open your, 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 we'll have it, the, the top part of the, the coffin open and we'll all get into the thing <laughs> and we'll surround with you. And the camera, like, because you don't have to move because the thing just goes around, around like you. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine? And we were in stitches, like, obviously full of drink. Yeah. But my main thing is because I think. People don't realise the effect people mm. have on each other's yeah. lives. So if it's a brother or if it's a sister or if it's a friend or a daughter or a son, like, I do feel that, like, I would be pragmatic in mm. the sense, no, I know maybe in my grief I'd be different, yeah. but I'd be like, I want everyone to hear how amazing my ma was. Like, yeah. I I think of the stories that I'd say at my dad's eulogy. Do you know that? Gas, isn't it? Just, you know, when I'm at the believe in a funeral, I'd be going, no. I'd have to tell people that about me, Dad, and I'd have to. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Tell me to people that about me, Dad. Yeah. Because he's brilliant. Mm. And I'd love everyone to know that story about yeah. him. Is that normal? It is, yeah, because there's a lot of things. Like, I don't, my nanny's eulogy, I don't mm. mean mass, and I don't mean Uncle Edward. Stop. Yeah, I don't the all. And I organised all their masses and all. Like, I love doing all that. What's your favourite, like, poem or pr- not, uh, prayer or song? Do you know what I love? And we, we had a play that all the masses, Be Not Afraid. Oh, I love Be Not Afraid. I love it. I love it, Rebecca, because that's one thing my ma used to always say. My ma used to say, not afraid of dying. Yeah. Just afraid of leaving it. So mm. I just, I always felt it was fitting. Because it could be from me ma, like, be not afraid. Because mm. I know my nanny and granddad and my uncles are waiting for me ma. Mm. Um, so don't be afraid, ma. Yeah. But it's also for a horse saying to us, be not afraid. Because I was mm. terrified living without me ma. Mm. Terrified. I felt, no, I just felt I was, I felt abandoned mm-hmm. by me ma. And I was terrified. And I felt like that was me ma saying, be not afraid. Mm. I go I'd before you, you always. always. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the song we always play at our funerals, yeah. Because I swear when I'm at a funeral and Be Not Afraid comes on, I ball. Yeah. I, I ball. It. I love it. It's just the best song, it's isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, but I, as well, right? This is what I always do. Like, I I remember, like, at my nanny's funeral when we were doing the eulogy, I was like, I want to do the eulogy, but I was like, oh God, I just, I don't want to cry. And mm. I say, don't play such a song until after I do the eulogy because I'm not going to be able to get through it. Mm. But one thing I always try to do, which it, it's so hard, is. I don't keep my head down when I do the eulogy. I kind of try and look up and then I see people looking at me. I'm like, Ugh! and I'm looking back down and I'm like, this is me one time that I can do it. So I try. Now I was, I do be shaky, mm, mm. but I, I try to get through it. I try to speak loud and so on and so on. I swear I'm a pro at this. I no, you really times, like, yeah. you know. Mm. But there was a lot of stories that I wanted to say about me ma and all this, but I would have been there all day, Rebecca. Mm. You know, I would have been there. I'm sure people would be like, yeah, I have somewhere to go. Come on, wrap it up, wrap it up. But there is a lot that you would want to say, but you can shorten it. Like you know, you can mm. you can shorten as 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 you're writing it. But in relation to the songs and all, like I wanted, I wanted songs that meant something to me, ma. Like mm. you know, and I always think of the words. Like so, I remember saying to my ma years ago, which is worse, my granddad died very suddenly, mm. and then my nanny kind of lingered, and I said to me ma, I said, I remember saying to her one night, what's worse, is it? Not known that, like, me dad, like, as I call my granddad, mm. me dad, was it not known that me dad was signed, was a sudden, or is it known that me little ma is kind of suffering? And she said, not one is easier than the other. Me dad was a quick goodbye, me ma is a long goodbye. Mm. So I remember I listened to um, Leona Lewis, um, oh, what's the song? Snow Patrol thing as well. Light up, light run. up, run, run, run. I can't believe I forgot that. Mm. And in this song it says, and as we say our long goodbye. goodbye. So I was like, that's my nanny's song. Mm. So we had that sorted, like when my nanny was sick, that's her song. Mm. Sweet 16 we played because that was what my granddad used to sing for because he met when they were 16, mm. when she was 16. With me ma, my ma loved Joe Dolan. So we played um, Joe Dolan Fennis, Goodbye mm. Fennis, Goodbye. And it was just perfect because, again, it's like... Um, 
I can't remember the song now. I, I don't know the blank. Mm. So it's like, um, goodbye, Fennis, goodbye, I must leave you to die. And it was just the words. I was like, oh my God. So that was perfect for me, ma. With my uncle, I remember we were going through songs for Edward. Edward Scass as well. He's mm. a, um, if, an, an ad used to come on. I remember my auntie saying, like, he always liked this song. Oh, I can't think of the song, but it was goodbye. Time to say goodbye. Very good. But I remember um, he loved his music. So he'd be sitting there, he'd be, you know, tapping. And he'd be like, ah, stop tapping. He'd be like, I love this song. I'm doing all this and all, right? <laughs> but he'd say, do you know that song? It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. That's the song I want if I ever die. I'd be like, you all have to sing if I ever, ever die. die. <laughs> we're all going to die. Yeah. But I remember we were picking out songs and Janice says, why are you picking out sad songs from? Like, he wouldn't want sad songs. He'd mm. want songs that he'd be clapping to and all. Like, and he'd be like, he'd want you all, like, you know, sitting there clapping. Mm. So Edward died Jordan Cove, like, mm. not from Cove. He had a cardiac arrest, but there was only a few of us allowed in the church. So there's a lot of people outside, but... I remember, again, I grew up to do the eulogy and we played Summer at 69. That was his favourite song good. after yeah. the, the eulogy, right? But next fall, I just kind of heard clapping and I, I kind of looked around and there was Janice, Sister Janice, and everybody in the church was just clapping. And I was like, we were kind of clapping, but she's like, that's what he wanted. Yeah. That's the type he'd be into. Like, he'd be into all that. And then we played Time to Say Goodbye. And I remember saying to me aunties, because again, I had my notebook trying to organise. Uh, do you have a notebook? I... You're going to laugh, Rebecca. I have a notebook for my nanny's funeral with all the prayers and all still in it. I have a notebook for my mass and I have a little notebook with all Edward's stuff in it. All the, the prayers of the faithful, all the kids wrote all the prayers. You'd make a bleeding fortune if you'd, you know, like these wedding planners, like you do a funeral planner. Yeah. You just go in and take, and I know like you can't like make money on people, but yeah. everyone has to make money. It's like you would make a fortune. I'd be into Jennings or into and be like, mm-hmm. listen. I'd love to do stuff like that. I have a little thing for you. Mm-hmm. This is a service. You can have gold. Bronze or silver. Oh, Rebecca. Platform, you know, and then whatever you want. We'll have to do something after this. I could be yeah. a business manager because that's a great do, idea. Yeah. I've kind of never thought of it, but like, as I said, I know there's a lot of people that, they probably like doing stuff like that themselves, like me. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people that probably just don't have the head for it. Mm. Like Janice, when my mum was sick, I could not for the life of me sit there and speak to a doctor. I wouldn't have been able to function. Mm. I knew my mum was sick. I knew she had cancer. I knew she was getting treatment. That's all I could cope with now. Mm. Janice was very good. Janice would go in with her notebook. Or my aunties would go in. And my, I said to my aunties, you can go in and you just can ask what you want. Just don't tell me. Mm. Well, when my ma died, Janice couldn't cope with the funeral. Janice couldn't cope with the headstone. Janice couldn't cope with anything like that. So we were kind of, we were able to do our own thing. Mm, you like know? Yin and yang. Yeah. Mm. So again, like Janice didn't, Janice just said what she wanted for the headstone. I said what I wanted. Um. We kind of designed it herself. I went down to Dave and Pierce Monuments, told him what I wanted, and I don't think Janice seen the headstone until it was made. And that's that's all right because she just can't cope with that. Mm. I I felt very guilty then after my ma died. My ma was laid out, and I said to Janice, "Tell me, she tell you what? I said, tell me everything." And she said, "You sure you want to know?" And I said, "Well, look, what harm is going to do now?" Mm. I felt an awful guilt because I was like, oh, I can't believe Janice was kind of dealing with all that on her own. Yeah, no, she, I did have my aunties in fairness. Mm. Like, my aunties were very good. Like, they they never let her go to a doctor on mm. her own. They all went with her. Like, a big tribe of them used to go. Um, but I used to kind of feel guilty going, God, maybe I should have been there for her. But then Janice probably felt guilty that I was dealing with the funeral on my own. Mm. I was dealing with the head. No, not again, not on my own, with my aunties. Mm. I was dealing with things. But people are different. So I would, I would probably like to help people that wouldn't have the head for it mm. do you know that kind of way but one thing i always say is like and this this probably sounds 
real morbid or whatever. Mm. But even I'll say to you, do you know what your mum and dad would want if they died? I kind of do. Like, I, I don't... No, I don't know. Do I know? No. And I think... I say to me, Matt, like, Eileen's funeral and your mum's funeral. Like, I say to me, Matt, are you in short? Because you're not getting that... You're getting a purpose poxy funeral. I say, you're getting a purpose funeral. I say, because... Don't be thinking... Because remember, it's the club's gone. Parnell's. Yeah. Did you have... I, I didn't go to your mum's afters. Where did you have your mum's uh, after? We had it in the prize, what? In the prize? Yeah. Like three course meals, Natalie. I know. I know. Stop it. No, we got a chipper for everybody. We had soup and sandwiches, then we got a chipper and loads of bread and all for everybody after a few drinks. Yeah. I said to me, Matt, you are getting. See, Eileen, I said, Mary Cooney's. I said, I'll just be. You better be in short. <laughs> I said, because you're getting a pauper's funeral. You're yeah. getting a pauper's grave and a pauper's funeral. Because I don't, in, in my life, we pay mortgages and cost of living yeah. that we can talk about. And then you want, like, a. A 15 grand, 20 grand funeral, is that how much they cost? Yeah. Yeah, but then my ma left all that money. We didn't have to put a cent to it. My ma my won't, ma. Natalie Cooney. My ma won't. Yeah. I'm telling you now, she won't have left that money. She will be, my ma, my ma would say, she'd say, I'm going away, I'll get a few bob, and i say, oh, how do I live her? I'm like, oh, ma, so that's to fucking bury you. So stop yeah. spending that money, do you know what She's, I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I, I say it, and I say, have you got me down short? Have like, have you got like, no policies and policies are up and stuff like yeah. that. I don't get it all. I have Paul's in short and I'm in short and that's that. And the kids are getting yeah. a good whack when that happens to Same us. Here, yeah. And they get the house and all yeah. of that jazz. But I, I'm I'm telling you now, I'll have to do a whip around. Do they still do whip around in the courts? They do. Yeah, how do you do? Oh, the mm. courts are great. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, they are, they're brilliant. But I would always say, and again, mm. it's probably more of it. I would always say to friends and all that, Ask your man and dad what they want. Want, yeah. Because no doubt you'll give them the send-off they deserve, but is it what they want? Yeah. I knew exactly what my man wanted. So it takes that little bit of pressure mm. off you. Like, you know, you're not sitting there going, oh, what would he want? Would he want this song? Like, I knew my man wanted to be laid out in the house. Mm. I knew how long she wanted to be laid out for. I knew she wanted a corner grave. I knew she wanted a coffin like my nannies. So I went into Jennings and I said, um, I, did, I, I didn't have to uh, tell them what they wanted. I just said, I want the same funeral as Bridget Cooney. What date did she die? Gave them the date. And that was it. Handed over to the deposit. That was it. And that made that a little bit easier. Mm. When um, when it came to like songs and all. Knew what song she wanted. You know, one or two songs you put in herself. Mm. That was for, for us. Mm. To me, ma. Mm. Um, but it's just, and I said this to Emma Jane as well. Mm. I said... I've no doubt that he's will give his parents a send off he's deserved, but it's about what they want. What they want. So there's little things like she was talking to her man, just certain things that she didn't realise what her man wanted and all that. Mm. And I'm not saying that like you, you have to go to your man now and say, look, what does he want? Because I want this that. But like put it in like mm. as like a little conversation. Like my man would probably do with a few drinks. I had a great night tonight in Lies. I was brilliant. He's saying if tomorrow never comes, so that's the song that I want. And then it'll start off mm. like that. And my man could have been watching EastEnders one night and there was a funeral on it and they were getting buried and probably triggered me mad to say something. Mm. But that was the relationship that we had. And I don't know whether everyone can talk to their mm. parents about stuff like that. It might be hard for them or the parents probably don't want to talk about mm. it. But I'm just lucky that we had that relationship with my man where she could talk about stuff like that. Mm. Like I've already said to my family and all, like if that never happens, me and Paisley together. Yeah. I've all, I, what I've, do you want for a funeral? Um, well, not so much like... I haven't said what I kind of want for a funeral, but if that ever happens, me and Paisley together, mm. depending on, geez, I hope nothing ever happens mm. us together. But I was like, I want us in the same coffin. 
And my sister's like, what? I'm like, yeah, like if that never happened, it was like, God forbid, like touch wood if you were ever in an accident or anything like that. I was like, I want to too, was buried with me ma, like and little things like that. But it'll never happen, mm. please God. But I just, I just want them to make, make them aware. Uh, like if I can be buried with me ma, I know my sister would, mm. you know, but just little things like, I don't really have a song. And this is one thing, probably sound like a nutcase. I don't actually have a song Mm. for me for my funeral do you know that kind of way but I did say like you know make sure you give a nice eulogy my sister's not good at stuff like that she doesn't like doing that like that like she wants to get up and talk about me as well but she just couldn't Mm. that's all right but I was like I hope it's gonna be a good eulogy as well like what you said Mm. like I put my heart and soul into eulogies because like that I want I only done three Mm. I'm not a pro at them but I wanted that's not a thing another service that you could do Mm. help them with their eulogies eulogy because my mass, my mass eulogy at the, at the start was about seven pages. Was it? Yeah. And I had to narrow it down. Like, I had to narrow it down. Even, like, my Uncle Edwards, even my nannies, they were a page as long. Still have them. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I still take them out and read them. Do you? Mm. Still read them. Still get upset. No. But you were always like this. But is it because of the fact that you lost so young? Like, your granddad, you lost your granddad when you were three, four? Three, three. Yeah. yeah. Like, so mm. you've always had that kind of... And because I think... You always had older, the older generation around you. Yeah. With your, being, your nanny being on the same road as you, yeah. living in your nannies, being brought up in your nannies, mm. and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I know. I think, like, as I said, my ma would be like, oh, did you see Eileen send after see me, Cooney? She'd be like, mm. I want something like that. And again, I'm saying to her, you better have yourself insured. Yeah. But I know, like, my dad loves Simply the Best. So I know yeah. I'd want that song played yeah. for him. My ma's song is Mambo, Mambo Number 5. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's my song. She loves Mambo Number 5. So I think... At a funeral? No, but oh, I, right. I don't know whether... Yeah, I probably... Would I play her... Yeah, <laughs> walking up to you know what she's getting doing this wheel up, yeah. up the aisle. Do you know what I mean? Stop. Like I know that's her song. Like so, I know like all those kind of things. Mm. But yeah, no, I don't have, and I actually could have the conversation with Matt. Like I would now go up and say, "Oh, Natalie was in the house. I mean, just talk mm. me funeral. What you want?" Yeah, and like I could just oh, say yeah, that to her, like, "What you want?" Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and because like because like just a few of you, you, you and your brothers and all, like mm. you don't want. Why well, don't want this? I don't want that. You don't want kind of like a little bit of, not, not argument, but a little you don't bit want... A Ma- Ma- Monica on the side. A little <laughs> bit of Margaret yeah. up the aisle. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm looking forward to that, but I'll definitely be front row there, let me tell you. Maggie Devine's funeral. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Well, no, but like, even at that, like, we played Summer at 69 at my uncle's funeral. Mm. And it was, it was him, like, it was, mm. it was very personalised. And I remember the priest and all saying how, like, he came down to us and said, like, it was very, very personal. And he yeah. said, like, he said, I've been to a lot of funerals, he says, but he says, that was very, very personal. Even the kids bidding prayers. Yeah. But that's what it's about. It's about them. And it's one of the last things you're going to do for them. Is it true that Prizer doesn't let you play songs? I hear that. I hear that. Now, it must be only now. I hear that they're only letting you play, um, um, hymns. Uh, hymns. Mm. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not right. Like, do you know what I mean? No, like, and the thing is, like, it, like with the church as well, they ask you to give a small donation, but mm. they tell you how much. <laughs> and it's not small to some people. It's like, you're looking at 250, 300 yeah. euro. Yeah, yeah, that's what they charge you. So if you're paying that, and it's the last thing you're going to do for that, your loved one, you should be able to do what you want. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of churches have stopped playing all these, like, mm. you know, um, Frank Sinatra songs and yeah. all that. But I think if you're celebrating someone's life, can celebrate it the way they want to. Yeah. With whatever songs they want and everything else. That's just my my opinion. And then do you know what does me head in as well? The grave. 
Because the priest doesn't come to the grave that much anymore. Do you know that? Do you know? No, they didn't come to the priest didn't come to Dave Harris's. Go away. No, it was a woman who did it. Like a celebrant or something, is that what they're called? Yeah, I, if I remember, Jesus, no, I could be talking about a torn day, but I'm sure the woman did it. A woman came and did it because the priest had another funeral to go to. Stop it. I swear to God. And then at that end, they don't have a, a sound system. No. At the grave. No. There is some funeral places that do have like a mic and a speaker there. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen them in a while. I've been to a few funerals with, with them on it. Um, but I, I haven't seen that. Do you know where, and I know this is like, I thought this conversation was going to be totally different to what it is, so we're I? just, we're just having, we're just going to go, go with the blog because this away. is like, again, very new to me and Natalie. Yeah. Um, it's like, so at Robbie's funeral out in Drogheda, the funeral home, yeah man, I said to him, I'm coming to you. If I ever die, I am coming, you need to, I was like, do you Santry, will you come to Santry? Yeah. He was like, ah, we go anyway. I can't remember, they're in Drogheda, right beside the hospital, and Jesus Christ, they're beautiful, really beautiful. And even when we went in to see him and all that, they they were like, just give us a minute, folks. They were like, family forced, and then we get you in to see him and all. And he was just brilliant, but they had... The, uh, Emma asked us to um, do a uh, um, guard of honour, to mm. travel people to do a guard of honour at the church. And when she got out of the car and she seen that we'd done it, like she was in bits, but she was so strong. But um, uh, And then, do you know, like, again, it was the same church they got married in. There was, the singers were just the ones who sang at their wedding. Oh, my God. And the priest was fabulous as well. Like, the priest said, like, he was like, like I was like, oh, stop it. And, and you know me, you know me, yeah. I'm very cold, like, very cold. And he was like, um, Robbie stood at the top of the aisle waiting for Emma to come down. And now Emma is following him down the aisle. Oh, my God. Right. And that was like, so it was just so personalised and so person, beautiful. Yeah. But at the grave, they had the sound speaker. Do you know what they did at the end of the grave? Did end of the music? Gym. They t- played music. They played a t- yeah. thunder, da na 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 thunder, yeah. and ev- the whole place we were like, oh my god! And we all started clapping. Emma yeah. was like, come on! And we everyone was clapping, and I was like, this is just so yeah. lovely That's and lovely. so, so you personal, know, your personal yeah. to him. Yeah, but it's just it, like as I said to you, I have never been touched by grief, and then the grief of this is just like so. What I'll be like, I'm saying to you is all all the years I'll be grand about that, but having to man that, I'd probably be a basket case, and you'll probably have to move into me gaffer mind. Yeah. Do you know I what would, I mean? Yeah, because I know what it's like. Like mm. I, in, I, I, I had a lot of great aunts and uncles mm. that I would have been very, very close to mm. because I lived in my nannies and my nannies was a centre point. Yeah. Everyone used to There's always there. someone in your house. Everybody yeah, gathered yeah. there, right? Mm. So I know all my granddad's sisters. I know all my nannies' brothers. I was at most of their funerals. Um, then me, obviously I was only three when my granddad died, but my master's three brothers died. Two of their wives died. Mm. My nanny died. My ma died. I've been at so many funerals. And that's only like my immediate, immediate yeah. family. And then I have, again, like I'd be close to second cousins mm. um, and stuff like that. And I've been to, to funerals and all. And it's just like, all the funerals I've been to, I just never thought I'd be at my mass mm. or my nannies. Mm. You know, and it's really hard. And I, and I told you this before, I spoke about this before when mm. we were doing the other podcast, when my nanny died, I thought, I have to go through this again with my ma. And my ma only died two years after my nanny. For those two years, Rebecca, I just had this, like, anxiety. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, and when my ma had cancer, I was like, oh, my God. And I think that's why I didn't want to know. Mm. Because I didn't want to be like, oh, my ma only has six months. My ma only has nine months or whatever. Mm. But um, it is hard. It is very, very hard. And 
did what I found, and I'm not saying it's easy if you don't live with your parents, yeah. right? But when my nanny died, again, I said it to you before, when I was going down to my house, I could pretend my nanny was there. Mm. When my ma died, I'd no escape. Because mm. I was in there, I was still living in the house when my ma died. And it's very, very hard. And whether you live with them or not, it is extremely, extremely hard. Mm. But what scares me now is that my aunties are getting older. Mm. They're the only ones I have right now is me aunties. Obviously, I have my sisters, like, mm. but me aunties at that generation. And, like, I've already lost my three uncles and my ma. I'm going to lose my aunties someday. And then it'd be us. Who am mm. I going to have? Mm. I always think like that. And, yeah, I always think, I, I do think way ahead, Rebecca. That's my problem. I think way into the future. I don't think it today. I don't think it tomorrow. I don't think it next week. How do you deal with that anxiety of that? I would be fucking... I don't know. I, do you know what? And I still go to my counselling. I still mm. go to Fiona. Fiona's great. I have mm. an appointment with her on Monday. Um, but she's she's telling me like that. I didn't know. I didn't know I had anxiety. Mm. No, I don't suffer terribly. Mm. Like mm. I can't go outside the door. Mm. But my my I worry about stuff that doesn't happen. I yeah. worry about stuff that I I kind of plant a seed in my head and it grows mm. into this big huge forest. Mm. And I have to try and rein it back. But she thinks. I told you before about my cousin mm. Anthony and his mm. girlfriend Dara lost the baby yeah. just a couple of days before I had Paisley. Mm. And she thinks my my counselor thought maybe my anxiety kind of maybe stemmed from then guilt. Um, could have been a bit of guilt. Could have been a bit like, well, they lost our baby. What's stopping me from losing mine? Mm. I think back when I hemorrhaged, mm. um, I just have this fear, constant fear of losing pains. I remember one night she slept through the knife the first time. I would not look in her Moses basket. Mm. I was petrified, and I just have all this anxiety. And she thinks it might have stemmed. From again, my mother's death that I couldn't control that. Mm. And if my mother died, anybody that I love can mm. die, including my child, including my sister, including best friends, mm. anyone could die. So she thinks that because I don't have control over that, that it's kind of I'm I'm kind of dealing with anxiety. Mm. Like it's not in her exact words, but that's like mm. a roundabout way. But I do have a fear. Of losing people. I do have a fear of losing my job. I do have a fear mm. of not being able to pay a mortgage in five years time. Mm. I'm paying my mortgage. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't lost any of my family. Yeah. Like really since my uncle two years ago. So I have to stop because she says, you're running away with yourself. Like this mm. anxiety, she said, it's going to cripple you. Mm. But I am dealing with it. I'm trying to deal with it every day as it comes. Like it's grand. But I just, I just have all these fears. Like when my aunties go. And like, so you're not living the moment. And I try to, mm. yeah, I do try to, yeah. Just, mm. No, I'm not. I'm not. It wouldn't be like this every day, mm. but there'll be times if I can't sleep at night, I overthink. Mm. Or you know, if I'm having a bad day, I overthink. Mm. The pace is not well at the moment, so I'm worried a little bit about her. Mm. Um, and then I'd be thinking, oh God, I hope she's alright. Like, and I hope she doesn't end up in hospital. And you know, I think when she was in, she was in hospital with pneumonia day before Christmas and all. Like, and. Then I, I get woke up going, oh God, I hope nothing ever happens to her now. Like, and I'm, oh no, well, no, something happens to me. And then I'm like, right, snap over. Mm. Back to today. She's all right. She's grand. Yeah. You know, she's been at the doctor twice this week. Um, I, I just think I just have that personality, Rebecca. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know if I'll ever be able to change how I think. Mm. I just, I think I think too much and I mm. care too much. Mm. I and sometimes you have to stop sometimes you have to just go like that because I think that comes with age with me as well like I'm very much like when I'm very much I don't care what people think yeah. but then sometimes I do because like as I said to you when I was there uh, 
doing a podcast and then I took the break and then put, posting other stuff and posting that. And then Bev said, was it Bev? Someone said, it wasn't Bev. It was actually Celine down in Park Studio Makeup in uh, Kulak. Mm. She was like, why are you not posting your, like, your trips? Why are you not posting your day-to-day stuff? And, all? and I was like, because I think, don't think people would like it. Right? And she was like, has anyone ever said you don't like it? Yeah. And I was like, no. And she was like, then what's your problem? Mm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So sometimes I have to, like, whereas I used to never overthink and then I got stuck in a rut where I was letting people think about it and then I, I was thinking about what people thought and now I'm like, Rebecca, you actually don't give a fuck what yeah. people think about you. So why are you getting caught up in this mm. headspace? Yeah. But I think it was more so everything that was going on. We were busy, we were travelling. Jay, all of that kind of stuff was going on. My ma was stressed out, my dad was stressed out. Yeah. You know, where's he? What is he doing? Where's he gone? Who has him? You know... And, like, the relief I got when he was in Cranmere. Yeah. The relief. Mm. I was like, do you know what? He's away and he's grand and, and all that. But you know what? Like, and I said that again. Um, Like, when he, like, had his little ups and downs or when he had his downs or if he had a, he, or if he had a slipper on, he'd be like, bring me to Rebecca. Oh, really? Bring me to Rebecca. Because he knew that I, I, I was his enabler. Go-to person. I was his enabler. Stop. That I would, like, he'd be like, oh, just bring me to horse. I'd bring, bring me to Rebecca's. My man and I'd be like, get, get the fuck out, girl, don't get out. I'll bring me to Rebecca's. And only this time, Robert Javis is like, nope. He's like, you're not going to Rebecca's. He's like, you're not going. Like, so he, like, and this is the thing about uh, addiction and all that. And, but he was happy. Like, Paul Kelly was sleeping on the sofa. Aria was sleeping in with me. And he was sleeping in Aria's bed. Stop. And he was happy for that. He was like, yeah, do you know what I mean? And I was like, and I and I was letting that happen as well. And then Paul, yeah. yeah, Paul was like, Paul would never give out, but Paul was like, what story is he coming up? And I was like, yeah. And then me and Paul were kind of going a little bit further and further away. And then like the thing is like, I say to the girls now, like the physical touch, like even getting a hug off the girls, I have getting a hug yeah. off Paul. Like, and I said that to Paul, we have to start being a little bit more physical, like with each other as in giving hugs, giving kisses and stuff yeah. like that around. And then I had him sitting on my sofa all the time. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know. But the last straw that broke the camel's back, as I said, that he was like, my ma rang and said, you better come down to the house. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And I rang Paul and I said to Paul, I have to go down and get him. Yeah. And when I got there, Robert was at the deal about it. Robert was like, you're not going to Rebecca's. Go away. And he's like, you're not. He's like, you're not. You're not. This was before Kumira, was it? Yeah, no, after Kumira. Oh, after. Yeah, he was like, uh, he's like, you, you can't, you, he's like, you can't take him in again. You can't take him in again. And I was like, you're right. Mm. And you know what? I haven't actually looked back since. Go away. Mm. And he's doing well, isn't he? Don't know, Natalie. What? I don't know. Have you not seen him? No. Is he not in your mountain house? No. Oh, Rebecca. But I can't do out and about it, Natalie. I can't do out and about it. And I had a conversation with a girl this weekend. Um, before Thursday, I had a conversation with a girl. And she was like, the manipulation and, the, you know, that it's, this happened to me, this happened to me, it's all because of this, this, this. They still don't take responsibility. Mm. Like, they still don't go to a meeting. They still, like, you know, I was like, will you get up? He was in my mouth every day. And I was like, will you, have you gone to a meeting yet? Yeah. And then he was like, no, I'll go tomorrow. And I was like, get up and go to a meeting. Mm. But yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, how long is he like that now? I'd say about a month. Ah, Rebecca. But I, I actually, like, it's not like, as I said, I'm just fucking emotional today, like, mm. period and all that. But, like, 
I can't Sometimes fucking. If you like I don't know too much About mm. addiction But mm. I do know that if They're not willing To accept the help mm. And if they're not willing To change You're not going to make them mm. No one's going to make them Nothing or nobody's going to It's going to make them change You have to want to do it mm. And he might have wanted to do it For a while And mm. now I don't know, maybe he saw someone having a drink or maybe he's seen an ad or something and mm. it's triggered something mm. and he just doesn't have the willpower. And you know what, he, the thing about him was that he wasn't, pre-pandemic, he wasn't a big drinker. Mm. Like he drank his wages and then when he had no money, he couldn't drink. Mm. So it was just pandemic that, that sent him over the edge. Yeah. But like I had to just say, me, like I was having fights with my man and dad over him. Like I was saying to my dad, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough. And then I went over to the Spellman Centre um, they asked me to go over and do a talk about how it affected me as a sibling. And I got on and I spoke and I said, like, at the end of the day, what I didn't want was crocodile tears at his funeral. I didn't want me ma or me, me, me dad more so saying, and you don't start crying because you didn't do this. And I would have, like, lashed out. I would have killed me dad. Like, I would have, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I would have been like, how dare you? Because you, as a parent, weren't doing enough. Yeah. But you know what they were, Natalie? They were. They just couldn't, I couldn't do enough for him. Yeah, and I couldn't see that they weren't doing enough. Like, he had them up. He was sleeping all day and then getting up at half eleven at night and twelve o'clock and making himself something to eat. And my ma was like, where? Your ma was coming downstairs thinking someone was breaking in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And my ma and dad are in their 70s. Yeah, they're not able. They're not able. So on, in that Spellman group, like, and I said it, I know there's families in this room probably that are struggling, but... If you can hand on your heart, say you have done everything for them, mm. then you can't have that on your conscience. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And that's me now, Natalie. Yeah. That's me now. It's just, I just can't, I did everything. And other than putting Aria in the bed with me and my husband, we're still young. I like mm. to think we're still young. Let me yeah. and Paul have a life ahead of us. And him happy, happy as Larry to come into this house. And have you sleeping separately. And have us sleeping separately. That I said, I am not going to jeopardise my family mm. no, for that can't. anymore. You can't. And as I said, I don't know much about addiction myself. Mm. But I do know that it, it can it can destroy lives. Mm. And not just the lives that are like Gerard's mm. like family, but the, the family, mm. the, the wider family, the mm. wider circle. Like as you said, like you and Paul were sleeping separately. Mm. That could have drove a huge wedge between mm. you. Could have split us up from, you mm. know, you don't know if it had happened, mm. you know, if he had continued same with you. But um, I just think people with addictions, they, they won't get help until they want it themselves. Mm. You can do it till you're blue in the face, your man and dad can do it. Mm. But they just, unless they're ready to do it themselves, yeah. nothing you can do. Yeah, and you know, again, I have to I have to think about the effect that was going to have on the girls, watching mum and dad sleeping. And then Aria has gotten so... Like she's, she's like, I, I don't think she's funny because it's not funny, but mm. she's like so particular. She's so like with, with things like we, do you know that like she doesn't have a sheet on her bed. She doesn't have a sheet on her duvet because she sucks and sucks and sucks things. Like, right. so she puts everything into her whole mouth, like she'll fist it into a ball and put it in her whole mouth. That's why her teeth are, are like, now the teeth are out over the lip and everything like this. It's right. just, so she has fleece blankets right. because she won't suck a fleece. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. she has to have police blankets. Do you know Patrick James? Uh, do you remember him that did a podcast I with did, me? Yeah. Uh, he put up a thing on his Instagram saying, 
Ollie is going around with your 200 euro runners, but your, your uh, pillowcase, your pillows are like tea bags. <laughs> and I was like, that's so true. And yeah. I look at Aria's room when she has literally the fleece, like she's got nothing because she literally, like she would oh, get yeah. out of bed and she'd root in her wardrobe for something that's cotton. Stop. That she could suck. Away. Yeah. Since she's like a baby, she's always sucked. Like she had a mm. she had a sucky, so it's like she had a pillowcase. She used to take the pillowcases off. So we're on like she's done very well now. I think we're week six without right. sucking. But he was again happy for her to be in my bed and him to take over her little room and her little space. Mm. So that's why I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, addiction is just crazy, and that's where the burnout was coming. And now only now, and Paul was like to me, "Come on, have you got a guest? Are you doing?" And I was like, I "Couldn't really care." Yeah. Couldn't really care if I don't have a guest. Couldn't really care. And then Paul's like, no, come on now, get back up and talk. I thought you were going to talk to Natalie. And I was like, I am going to talk to yeah. Natalie. And he's like, I thought you were going to do this. Talk, and, and, and then everyone was messaging me. And then I'd see people on the street and like they'd say to me, are you the girl from the Everywhere We Go podcast? Yeah. And I'd say, yeah. And she'd go, oh my God, I brilliant. are you coming back? Are you coming back? And then you're not doing a podcast anymore. And I was like, do you know what? You love doing them. Mm. So just go back to it. Yeah. And just strip it all back. I love listening to them. Do you? Yeah, I love them. Do you not think I'm No, I actually go back and listen to other ones. Like do I, I do, yeah, repeat them. I've listened to Air One, I don't know many times. Have you? Air yeah. One is gas though, is, isn't it? It's great crack, yeah. And that's what I'd love. Like, I, again, like, I think people now, because when I put the, you know, when I said I was back and I put like loads of, hello, my name is, hello, my name is, hello. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, everyone was like, I was like to fall. Like, I'm really yeah. stupid. I was like to fall, have an idea. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do this, I do this. Yeah. And he, so he was like, editor, and I was like, oh my God, oh, it's been I was like, it's amazing. And he was it. like, he was like, you're mad. I was like, no, just little things like that make my heart yeah, sing. Do you know what I like, mean? Oh my god! Sometimes I'd be looking, I go, oh God, it's yeah. Rebecca. <laughs> it's Rebecca. Yeah. And I was only I do tell people now, if you ever like need anything, I like you know we want to listen to anything about driving in the car. Everywhere we go, podcast. The very first one was me and my friends years ago. <laughs> if you start there, and then you know I'm always saying it. And uh, I give so many more followers now as well. It's, I know, but I love yeah. when people listen to air when, and they're like, yous are mad. Like, and even yeah. now, we still haven't, it's been a while, we have to kind of get together because yeah, we haven't got together in ages yeah. um, and sit down and talk about motherhood and all that. But come here, tell me about you now. Tell me yeah. what's going on. Are you looking for love? Are you not looking for love? No. No. No, I'm too wrapped up in Paisley, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Too yeah. wrapped up. Like, I am, um, I'm happy just two of us. You know, mm. two of us, like, we have little routines, we have our little girly days. Like, we have days where we go shopping, um, and then we have days where we just sit on the sofa watching telly all day, the pyjamas, like, you know. And plus, I don't really want to be going meeting someone and leaving my child with mm. somebody to go meet this person. If mm. I do meet someone, they're, now, I won't go say too much on this, but I have been on a couple of dates, <laughs> right? But they're not, I wouldn't be like, yeah. You're worth leaving my child at home for an hour, yeah, to to go on a date with. Um, if I do meet someone, they're gonna have to be really, really special, mm. really special. And if I do meet somebody, Paisley will not be meeting them for a long, mm. long, long, long time. How do you do? Is that your phone buzzing? Yeah, that's all right. I just wanted to, I didn't know what it was. Look at me in that camera. Sorry I look ancient. So um tell me about because one of the girls right now and I did you have experience with, with Tinder with all of that kind of stuff? No. Yeah, she's gone through it now a bit and she was like looking on it and then she was like, These all are probably all married with kids and stuff yeah. like that, do you know what I mean? No, it's not for me. I no, I I I just don't know. A few people have said to me, Would you not go on and meet someone? I'm like, No. Mm. doesn't appeal to me don't don't really want to 
um I just I'm I'm just content right now I'm happy now are you happy yeah Mm. yeah I am I'm very busy but I'm walking and all and then I'm going to the gym a couple of nights a week yeah you look amazing Um, Mm. but um and then I just like coming home to her Mm. you know I just love spending my time with her so at the moment no I'm not looking for anything what do, what do you want the future like what would you like in life to be happy mm. oh, do you know what to be honest with you I would have loved another child would you yeah I would have mm. loved another child and the reason is I didn't want Pacey being my only child mm. I didn't want her thinking like I'd be thinking of me ma like as I said there about Janice seeing with all the doctors and all and I couldn't deal with it so she was seeing with it and then after my ma died I'm dealing with the headstone I'm dealing with the funeral mm. and all and Janice couldn't deal with that See, my poor Paisley's going to have to deal with all that on her own. Mm. And I've said this to my aunties and I've said it to my sister. And I was like, I just don't want her having this huge burden on her own. I mm. want her to be able to share the burden. Mm. And uh, my auntie's like, it's so ridiculous. Like, no, she has Callum and Evan. Mm. You know, Callum and Evan could have girlfriends by then. They could have kids. Mm. She might even be married herself by the time, mm. you know, anything. Like, when you're sick or anything like that, please, God, keep it from you, did you say? But, uh she was like, she could have a partner, mm. someone he- to help her make decisions, someone to help her, you know, when she's to go to a doctor. But mm. she said, this might not even happen. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I know, but I would have liked to, liked another one. Would yeah. you foster? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like, I know, you know, my younger sister was fostered. Mm. And when my mom died, she was 14. So I had to take her on. Mm. And it was tough, Rebecca, because she was grieving. I was grieving. Um, she threw me face a couple times. You're not me ma. Stop acting like me ma. And she was right. I probably was trying to keep her like on the straight and narrow and in school, and she was rebelling and stuff like that. So it was tough. I think it'd be tough to take on. Mm. How many kids. years? Between, how many? What, so Cole was fourteen when your ma died. How old were yeah. you when your ma died? I was twenty-three, so it's nineteen years between us. Yeah. I was I was nineteen when my ma says I'm I'm going to be taking the kids on. Kyle and Cole, they were five months. And two and a half. They're in their 20s now. They're 23 and 25 or something like that now, dear. Can't, can't keep up. Yeah, 23, 25. So I'm 41. So yeah, 23. How was that for you when they were, like, how did you feel that there was, because you were so close, like you, Janice and Yama. Yeah. And then, and obviously I know Callum was there as well, but mm. um, that the new, a new family was coming in. Um, I was excited. Don't mm. get me wrong. I was excited. I was like, oh God, like it'd be great. Mm. Like, you know, having little kids in the house, like mm. Christmas and stuff like that. But it was actually, we felt, Janice found out she was pregnant. I was about to say February or March. It mm. was June the October. And then a couple of weeks later, my ma found out then that she was going to be getting the kids. To mm. our brother, John, my ma's brother's grandkids. Were. Um, so I went from having no kids in the house to three mm. within a couple of months. And it was great. And then my cousin Dane was a baby at the time, like so he used to be always down. So we used to have four kids all together. It was great. But then I'm even embarrassed to say this. I got very jealous. Did you? Yeah. Because mm. I was like, oh, Ma's bringing them everywhere. I was 20 years of age at this stage, and I was like, oh, Ma's bringing them everywhere. I don't go anywhere <laughs> with my Ma anymore. But I got used to it. Mm. So, like, they would call my Ma Ma. Mm. I would call them my brother and sister. Yeah. They were devastated and all when my ma died and all. Now I have to say, like, you are broken hearted. Like, I'm, like we're still close. Mm. But um, it was it was very tough. Now, I'm not going to lie. Mm. The start was a great little novelty. But then as the months and all went on, I was like, oh, getting on my ma's attention. You know, that kind of way. Because you know Conor Ryan, he said his ma and I fostered a little bit as well. 
and he was saying that like he got a bit jealous as well you know what I mean and then like people saying I remember people saying like oh state of him getting jealous of course he'd get jealous of course you would have that do you know what I mean yeah Yeah. Mm. you're sharing them like and you're not used to sharing I was used to sharing it with Janice yeah you know but I mean see new like two new kids coming in now it's saying I was a little bit jealous like with my nephews and all yeah Getting on my mass attention, <laughs> but I, it wore off. Like I got mm. used to it. Like and I'd never change mm. it for the world yeah. either. Do you know that kind of way? It was just um, I didn't like sharing her. And how was Nicole and all now? Yeah, the grants mm. not a bother. They're, they're, she's living in her boyfriend's. Kyle has his own place and all. I think now, or I think he's living with his girlfriend or something like that. Yeah, so they're doing well, doing really, really well now. I have to say. I remember I'd see her like and I'd say hey Nicole and I say sometimes they'd be looking at me like that do you ever see that women like see some kids in the street and like I know your ma yeah I remember Sadie used to say that I'm telling your ma I'm like oh my god <laughs> I didn't always her telling me ma loads of stuff do you remember yeah, until yeah. months later yeah when I heard because yeah. I drove up to get Lucy uh, today and Connor Ryan stopped and he was like what are you doing on this road and I was like my brother just lives here and, he, and I was like, come here, you, you little pup. I was like, I was on this road long before you were on this bleeding yeah. road. Do you know what I mean? The things. Yes. And she used to, that one used to rat us out and everything and all. She used to see me man north side on a tour seat. I'd be like, I believe you're up doing this, wine said. <laughs> oh, I'd be like, oh my God. What the hell? How does she know this? I wonder if her daughter ever heard the podcast. Believe it or not, I worked with a fella called Colin. Mm. And he rings me one day and he was asking me to do something, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, did you do a podcast? Uh, with a girl from the court and I went yeah he goes yeah you mentioned my man and I says what I says who and he was like Sadie and I was like that's not your man I was like go away I said are you serious he said yeah because his sister rang him and was like fast forward to say two hours 50 minutes or whatever it was I was like yeah and he was like no way and I was like I was like I didn't say I'm bad about it like I was just saying she's rat me out like you know but I was like, God, it's a small world, I said. Because yeah. I didn't quite put two and two together because he was down in the Kadir area, but I forgot yeah. she had moved down that area. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, that's his man. He listens to the podcast. I was like, no way. She's still alive. Oh, no, Sadie died oh, did a she? years ago, yeah. She, yeah. Was an, like, she was a rat, though. She, was, she used to just rat us I out. I thought she was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she used to. Yeah. I, like, I, I wouldn't mind. So, like, I'd leave the kids on their own and be like, come here, you, I know you, you know, or move away from there. And, like, pause, but I can't talk to the kids like that. I was like, I can talk to them kids anyway. I want yeah. them to cuts. Because yeah. I think that's just what we did. That's like, it. do you know like, what I mean? We're like one big, huge, giant family. Yeah. And I remember even uh, Julie Hannah when Christine's last time, uh, she said that, like, Christine was going down to court after mum died and they were all out cleaning the route. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I wonder if there's still, like, and people can tell us there's still communities like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember when my ma died, people are dropping in, like, sandwiches and crisps mm. and I think someone, I don't know whether someone brought over a coddle or something like that. I can't mm. remember. Probably Tommy Min. Could have been. <laughs> Could have been. But, uh, yeah, like, just, just there's a lot of, a lot of, like, the older, yeah, or, or like, Called it a road old school, yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of those old generation, old generation, mm. yeah, yeah. They would all do it. Um, but yeah, I think we were eating sandwiches for weeks after my mother. Yeah, everyone's so good. Well, I think people like you, Natalie, and me in this world that we will still have those traditions, mm. those respects, those values because yeah. we were taught them so well. And oh, it's yeah. just up to us to and to pass it on to pass Paisley, to pass it on to Amelia and Aria. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get an interruption now in two point three seconds. Because I can see my child coming in um, there. But on that note, <clears throat> as I said, I didn't know which way this conversation was going to go. Yeah. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. And yeah. I just feel that when when it, we have got 
Not, not, not like, but I just think that, you know, I, not, I don't want you to say, you'll be back up. No. You'll be back up plan. But no. I just think that, like, you know, we should have more conversations. Yeah. And then, as I said, uh, like, everyone was like, because Paul said to me, you're not, not going to talk about you, are you? You're not going to get to interview you, are you? And I was like, no, but, like, if it was anyone to interview me, it probably I probably would ask yeah. you to interview me. But, again, I don't have a story. I don't have. Ah, you do. Stormy. All your celeb friends. You know? Celeb friends. <laughs> oh, stop the lights. Um, yeah. But you hear, like, celeb friends. I can ask them to give over. Um, but on that note, we leave it there now. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming oh, up and giving me your time. Asking. You're very good. And then just not the last you will hear. No, you'll definitely see me. I've got to get someone when you follow us after <laughs> I got 11 the last time. <laughs> I wonder, will I make it to 12? You've no idea what her head is going to be like when you see it. If you're like, is that one, Natalie Cooney? Paparazzi up for that door when I walk out, I'm mortal. Uh, we were saying, I was laughing, we were saying, no, the new, as I said, new Vogue and Joanne. Yeah. Paul said to me, don't turn it into these two, or two young ones. And I was like, and I was like, we're nothing like them, babe. I was oh. like, we're nothing. We have like motherhood conversations yeah. that we can be having. And life and bills but mm. we're, we're the boring bastards of the yeah, podcast no right? life don't go outside the door unless it's to walk and pay a bill <laughs> thanks Natalie ah uh, thanks Becky imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.